Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our voice like a trumpet to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Can you do that all across the house? God, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I said, is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. There's no place I'd rather be than to be in the presence of the one that can heal, the presence of the one that can save and deliver. There is nothing too hard for Jesus. And I believe that he is here in this place tonight. And it's not his will that we leave here the same way that we have came tonight. How many wants to leave here different than the way they came? Hallelujah. How many wants to leave here tonight with victory in your heart? So how many wants to leave here tonight with some burdens laying at the feet of Jesus, knowing that you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony? Come on, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be worn down and dragging around, hanging your head, but you can lift up your eyes toward heaven and say, I know where my help comes from. My help comes from Jesus. Oh, let's clap our hands, shout unto God one more time. Hallelujah. How many believe some walls can fall in the house of the Lord tonight? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. You can be seated for a few minutes. Amen. Brother Moore could have just kept on going. Amen. Hallelujah. And But I do want to say it is an honor and a privilege to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And I do not think it's an accident that we are here, but I have come on purpose. And I'm believing God for great things in the house of the Lord tonight. I do give honor to uh, Pastor Moore, to his wife, his family. I give honor to him, give honor to this church family. I give honor to my pastor, Brother Spears, uh, for teaching and preaching to us the word of truth. And uh, I'm held doubly accountable uh, because I married his daughter. Amen. So uh, he can get me in the family life and at church. Amen. So I got to be extra careful. Amen. Thankful for my friend, Brother Barry. And Sister Barry, amen, their wonderful family. Amen, they've blessed our church, and we are so thankful for them. Give honor to all the ministry that's represented here tonight. How many has come to just have a move of the Holy Ghost? I wonder what would happen if we laid aside our own ideas and our own opinions, and we submitted our ways to God's way, and we said, Lord, whatever you want to do, Come and do it right here and right now. Anybody feel that way with me tonight? Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 8, beginning with verse number 14. I mean, this has been burning on my heart, and I want to do my best to obey the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. I can't save you. I can't deliver you. But I can tell you about Jesus that's able to do anything that you need done in your life tonight. Mark chapter 8. Beginning with verse number 14. It says, Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. And when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, why reason ye, because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not, neither understand? Have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes, see ye not, and having ears, hear ye not? And do ye not remember? When I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? They say unto him, Twelve. And when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, seven. And he said unto them, how is it that ye do not understand? Jesus is trying to stir up their minds to remember. They are feeling inadequate like they are not enough and they do not have enough and they completely miss 
what Jesus is trying to say to them. He's trying to tell them to be careful of false doctrine, to be careful uh, to be not deceived. But all they can think about is we don't have enough bread. And so they interpret it and they are fearful for what's going on and what's about to happen. And Jesus says, I want you to remember what, how, many, how much leftovers did you take up when I blessed and broke the bread for the 5,000 or for the 4,000? Amen. Would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands unto the Lord together right now all across the house. Lord Jesus, God, we come before you right now. God, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would empty me of myself. Empty me of my own ideals and opinions. Lord, I admit my dependence upon you, God. Lord, I pray that you'd anoint my lips, anoint my tongue, God, that I could speak your words tonight, God. Lord, I pray that you would bind up the broken heart and that you would set the captive soul free, God. Lord, I pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to destroy every yoke of bondage, God. Lord, I pray that you would anoint every ear to hear your word tonight, God. Lord, move and work in the darkness, God. Move and work in the mind that is full of anxiety and fear, God. Lord, I thank you for deliverance in this house tonight, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, let's clap our hands together one more time. Would somebody say in Jesus' name, hallelujah. God, I thank you, Jesus. God, I'm believing you for a miracle tonight. God, I'm believing you for you to make a way even where there seems to be no way. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. And I just want to preach to you what God has laid upon my heart. And it's just simply this. A basket of memories. A basket of memories. Here we find the children of Israel. They find themselves, uh, the, the disciples find themselves in a place where they are afraid because they feel like they do not have enough bread to feed everybody that is with them. This is after Jesus has taken five loaves and a few fish and fed 5,000 besides women and children. This is after, yet again, he takes the seven loaves and some fish and blesses and breaks and feeds the 4,000. And, and now they find themselves in a place to where they feel like what they have is not enough. And I want to stop just long enough to tell somebody in the house of the Lord tonight that it is not uncommon to feel like you are not enough or like you don't have enough. But what you've got to understand Understand uh, is you might feel like all you got is one loaf, uh, but all Jesus needs is all you got. Uh, it doesn't matter if you got two loaves or three loaves, uh, if you put it in the hands of Jesus, uh, He can turn it into more than enough than what He needs uh, to do the work that needs to be done. Uh, it does not matter if you feel like you're not good enough, uh, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost flow fresh uh, in your life, and He will make up all the difference. Uh, he will give you the strength and the power that you need. And so Jesus tells them, have you not been paying attention? Do you not remember when I took just a few loaves of bread and I break it and I fed the 5,000? I want to ask you a question, disciples. How many baskets full of leftovers did you pick up? And they said, well, we took up 12 on that day. And he said, do you remember the other time when there was 4,000 and I took the seven loaves and I blessed and I break them and you passed them out and you passed them out until everybody had their field. I got a question for you. How many baskets full of leftovers did you take up? And they said, Lord, we took up seven. And he said, how is it that you do not understand? What Jesus was trying to do is he was trying to stir up their minds and cause them to remember his goodness and cause them to remember, hey, it does not matter what it looks like. It does not matter what you feel like. All that matters is that when Jesus gets his hands in your life, he's able to do what needs to be done. Second Peter 1 and 13 says, Yeah, I think it meet 
As long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. And tonight I've come on a mission from God to stir up somebody in the house of the Lord tonight to cause you to remember that not one time has Jesus ever failed you. That not one time, even though you felt like he was running a little bit late, not one time has he failed to show up and do what needed to be done in your life. Not one time has he forgotten about you. Not one time has he left you all alone not one time has he pushed you aside not one time has he turned a deaf ear to the prayers that you prayed I've come to stir you up I've come to remind you Jesus never failed hallelujah Sometimes you've got to reach into that basket of memories and say, hey, I remember when I was sick and I called on the man of God and they laid hands on me and God healed my body. Sometimes you've got to reach into that basket and say, hey, you remember when I didn't have enough to pay the bills, but Jesus showed up right on time and he done a work. It wasn't man that done it. It wasn't my family that done it, but it was a God that never fails and showed up in my life. Hebrews 13 and 8 says Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. I want to tell you tonight, Jesus never changes. Once a healer, always a healer. Once a deliverer, always a deliverer. Once a way maker, always a way maker. Once a provider, always a provider. If he did it for you, he can do it for me. If he delivered somebody out of sin and filled them with the Holy Ghost, he can deliver anybody out of sin and fill them with the Holy Ghost. If he done it for you, he can do it for me. Oh, clap your hands and shout unto God. I've come to tell you about a God. He's not on vacation, but he's alive and well, and he's working even right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 77 and 11. Asaph says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. Brother Barry, it's good to reach back every now and then, especially when you're walking through a trial and you feel like you're at your wit's end. It's good to reach back and say, hey, I remember when I fell down on my face and I cried out to God because I couldn't take anymore. And he showed up and he brought the victory in my life. I remember that he'd done it before. And even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I know that God will still be with me because he never fails he does not forget his children and he does not forget his promises his promises are forever he will not let you down Asaph said no matter where I'm walking no matter how I feel No matter what thoughts are running through my mind, I'm going to take some time to remember the works of the Lord. I'm going to take some time to remember that God is good and that his mercy endureth to all generations. I'm going to take some time to remember that it does not matter what I feel like. All that matters is that he is in control, that he is great and mighty. Oh, taste and see that the Lord... He is good. You don't have to try anything else. All you need is Jesus. He's the doctor. He's the lawyer. He is the will in the middle of the will. He is the answer to every question in your mind. If you think, and I say hard enough, But most of you here wouldn't even have to try to think very hard to reach back and grab some memories of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. 
to reach back and know, hey, God, you are for me and not against me. You are moving and working in my life and in my home and in my family. Come on, how many knows that God is moving and working in your home and in your family? Sometimes it gets dark and it's hard to believe it. Oh, but if somehow you could muster up enough faith and say, hey, if he's the God that delivers yesterday, he's the God that delivers today. If he's the God that knows how to shake the particle out of his pig pen. If he done it back then, he can do it right now. He knows how to make somebody sick and tired of being sick and tired. He knows how to wake somebody up out of a slumber. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands right now across the house of the Lord. I want to preach to the prodigal. I want to preach and tell you, mama, daddy, if you got a prodigal you're praying for, don't give up. Don't quit, but keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep reaching back and saying, hey, I know he's done it before, and I know he can do it for my baby. Psalms 97 and 12 says, Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. There is nobody as holy as our God is holy. There is no one as great as Jesus is great. There is no equal with him. There is no rival with him. There is none above him, none beside him, nor none even beneath him. He is the one and only true and living God. And his name is holy. And he is holy. And he is worthy to be praised. Oh, there's something that rises up on the inside of me when I take a little time to remember his goodness and his faithfulness and his mercy that reached down to where I was at and said you can come out of darkness into marvelous light. You don't have to die in sin. You don't have to stay where you are. But you can come out from among the world and be ye separate. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. He deserves every hand clap he deserves every hallelujah he deserves every praise that you could let come forth from your lips he deserves it when we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise he he deserves it when we strike up the band and we begin to play and we begin to sing not because we're trying to sound good but because we're trying to let God know hey we're going to give you every part we're going to give you every piece of it because you are worthy of every song you are worthy of every harmony you are worthy of every amen you are worthy of all of me there is no one else that deserves my praise there is no one else that deserves my worship. Oh, when I think of his goodness and all he's done for me, it helps me realize that this wilderness that I might be walking through does not have to be my grave. It does not have to be my resting place. It does not have to be to where when somebody walks by, they say, oh, that's where Brother Rouse gave up. That's where Brother Rouse died. Oh, no, but it can be a place when they say, hey, Brother Rouse made an altar right there and he rededicated himself and said, I remember he's done too much for me. He's brought me a mighty long way and I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep on keeping on until that last trumpet sounds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Satan gave Job a place to curse God 
But Job turned it into a place to worship God. He fell down on his face. And I'm sure Satan was listening and, and trying to see, okay, here it comes, God. He's about to curse you. He's about to let you know how sorry you are from doing all this to him. Oh, but Job fell down and he did not utter a curse. But he said, you know what? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Satan wants you to hang your harp up on a willow. But God said, hey, why not use it as a place to build an altar and get closer to God than you've ever been? I've still got my song and I still got my mind made up. Satan wants you to get stuck on the right now and the right here. And all the chaos that you see around you right now. He wants you to forget about all the good things and all the good blessings that he's poured out upon your life. He wants the negative words that you're hearing to overshadow the positive preaching that you've heard from your pastor and from great men of God. He wants lies and deception to to drown out the voice of truth that says you can make it. You can go another mile. You do not have to stop. You can make it all the way. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands together one more time all across the house of the Lord. Could you lift your voice together with me all across? Would you begin to pray? God, I love you, Jesus. God, I thank you, Jesus. Come on, I've got a basket full of memories. Oh, how many fragments did you take up, Peter? How many fragments did you take up, John? Oh, you said there wasn't enough when you brought it to me. You said it wasn't going to go for enough. Hey, but how many leftovers did you have? You said it wasn't enough. But when I touched it, I blessed it. And I multiplied it. Oh, God. Oh, God, I might be a one loafer, but I'm going to give you everything I got. I'm going to place it in your hands because with God, there is no impossibilities. With God, there is nothing too hard. With man, we may not can comprehend it. We may not can figure it out, but don't let that stop you from receiving what God has for you. I've got a basket full of memories. And I reach back and I know, hey, God's still with me. God's still moving in my life. God's still working. God is having his way. Come on, you know it, it's easy. It's easy to look at all the chaos, to look at the, everything going on in our world right now. It will be easy to be depressed. As a matter of fact, I've been hearing all kinds of statistics as to how much depression has been rising and going up with all these lockdowns and different things that are going on. But I want to encourage somebody in the Holy Ghost tonight. You are not by yourself. You are not alone. But the God of all glory is here right now to make a way. To make a way. To make a path of deliverance where there only was a wall. But he's able to make it happen. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Yes, yes. Come on, you serve a way-making God. You serve a water-parting Savior. You serve a God that's able to pluck you out of Egypt. It's able to make the chains fall at your feet. Hallelujah. You serve a God that's able to change somebody's mind. You serve a God that's able to cause somebody to do good to you that may have used to stab you in the back. You serve a God that's able to cause you to find favor, not only with himself, but with men. Come on, I don't know about you, but I need all the help I can get. I need every ounce of anointing I can get. I'm smart enough to know I can't do it by myself. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. And I've got a basket for of memories and say he was there and he was here and he's going to be with me in the future. 
Hallelujah. 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 You might not can see it while you're living it, but when you look back, you'll say, hey, God was right there with me. God was moving when I didn't know he was moving. God is working on a bigger picture than we can see or comprehend. And only one day in the future will it all make sense. But you got to live for God one day at a time. One blessing at a time. One memory at a time. One, you hear me? One memory at a time. One miracle at a time. One healing at a time. One victory at a time. He said, I'm taking you to a place of hills and valleys. But don't be worried. He's the God of the hills and he's the God of the valleys. It does not matter where you fight your battles. He is fighting with you. He was in the fire with the three Hebrew children. They were supposed to be destroyed. But God said, I'm not through moving and working in your life. They were supposed to be burned up. But God said, no, no, not today. I've still got a work for you to do. And there's some of you sitting here tonight. Satan thought you should have been dead a long time ago. Satan already marked you down as a reprobate a long time ago. But there was something in you that would not die. There was something in you that said, hey, if I can just make it back to the house of God, I can pray through. I can break through these walls. Oh, clap your hands. Shout unto God. Somebody shout. Yes. He's the God that brings down Jericho walls. He's the God that parts the waters. He's the God that quenches the fiery darts. David was a man that knew a lot about reaching back into the basket of memories David was a young man that knew what it was like for the hand of God to be upon his life it didn't matter if this only audience was a herd of sheep that did not change the fact that God's hand was upon his life And it does not matter if nobody sees you get out of the bed in the middle of the night and hit your knees and pray for lost loved ones and pray for backsliders and pray for souls. It does not matter if nobody sees you because God sees you and God honors those that are faithful. People might not put you on a pedestal, but in God's eyes, you are a giant killer. In God's eyes, you are a warrior and God's eyes you are important you may never stand behind a pulpit and hold a mic Oh, but you are the reason for revival. And you are the reason why hungry souls all of a sudden begin to be stirred in the middle of the night and say, hey, where would I be if I don't wake up in the morning? I've come to tell you tonight. I've come to let you know you've got too many miracles under your belt for you to stop now. You've got to press on. I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping. I'm going to receive everything. God's got for me. Goliath comes out. And he says, send me a man to fight with me. The word of God calls Goliath a champion. And a man of war from his youth. And it calls David a youth. But what Goliath did not know was that just a little while before the anointing all of God had been poured out upon David's life as he stood there in the presence of all his brethren and God's hand was upon his life and God was moving and working. And David sees Goliath and hears him making his challenge and said, what's going to be done for the man 
that kills this uncircumcised Philistine. And they begin to tell him of all the rewards and awards that he would get and, and how awesome it would be for that man that killed this, this champion. And David, he says, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason why we shouldn't have victory? Why we shouldn't have deliverance? My wife would make her way to the music. David had already seen God move in his life. And as he stands before Saul, he says, you know what, Saul? You're right. Goliath might be a man of war from his youth, and maybe I am but a youth. But your servant was out tending the sheep, and there rose up a bear that was going to take his sheep. And the Lord came upon me and delivered the bear into my hands. There was a lion that came, and the Lord delivered the, the lion into my hands. He's reaching back, Brother Moore. And he said, Saul, you might not have been there. You might not have seen it, but let me tell you about it. You might not have been there when the tears were flowing down my eyes. And I was praying, God, I want revival. I want to move with the Holy Ghost. Send somebody hungry. Hallelujah. So you wasn't there when I felt that anointing of God. And I delivered that, that lamb out of the enemy's mouth. And I want to serve you notice right now that that uncircumcised Philistine is not going to be any different. To me, it's just another lion and it's just another bear. Because he's done talked about my God and there ain't nobody going to talk about my God. Oh, I wonder, hell has declared war on the church. I wonder what would happen if the church stood up and declared war on hell and say, you've taken the last baby out of the seat. You've taken the last baby out of those doors. I didn't come to impress you tonight. I come to preach to you with a burden and tell you, uh, you got to reach back. Uh, you got to reach back and remember. Here, David, put on this armor. Take this helmet of brass and put it on your head. And don't forget your sword. Gird it on your side. And, and you know, uh, you... I don't know about you, but I've seen some little children's coloring books. And it shows David, and he's there, and the armor's just bigger than he is. I don't believe it was like that. Because David did not say, Saul, this don't fit me. David said, no, no, I can't wear this because I haven't yet proved it. This might work for you, Saul, but I haven't proved this yet. And he takes it off and he grabs his staff and the Bible says he grabs five smooth stones and he puts them in his shepherd's bag and he goes out across the valley of Elah and the, the, the giant says what am I a dog? She would send a, a lad out to fight me oh David he didn't say, I come to you with all my training and all my abilities. But he just dropped a stone in that sling. He said, no, no. I come to you in the name of the Lord. You come to me with your weapons, your sword, your spear, 
and your shield, but what I've got is greater than anything you hold. I come to you in the name of the Lord. That same God that slew the lion and the bear is going to be the same God that takes down this giant. I want to tell you, you got to remember the goodness of God. He has not forgot about you, but that same anointing that delivered you will deliver you again. Brother Barry, I've heard I've heard all kinds of preaching about the five smooth stones what it represented and the the, the brothers of Goliath and, and different things but personally I believe you know Brother Barry, when somebody goes hunting they usually don't just take one shell with them just in case I believe he said, you know what I'm going to have enough with me to get the job done I'm not going just to just to just to be there a little bit, but I'm going to be there till it's finished. And he and he he took out that one stone and he and it knocked the giant down. And he takes the sword and he cuts his head off. And I begin to think. I wonder if every time after that that he reached in that bag and felt those other rocks. I wonder if he remembered. Hey, I had five. But it only took God one. I wonder if every time he stuck his hand and he rubbed one of those smooth stones, if, if he remembered, hey, I had five, but you know what? The anointing of God only took one. I remember his goodness. I remember his greatness and how he brought down Goliath. Hallelujah. Lift your hands together all across the house of the Lord. Would you do that right now? Would you do that with me right now all across this house? Come on, I'm trying to stir up somebody's mind by way of remembrance. I'm trying to stir up somebody's mind by way of remembrance, sis. Oh, yes. You've already got a lion in the bag. You've already got a bear in the bag. Why not go ahead and take down your giant? Why not go ahead and take care of that addiction? Take care of that shortcoming. Take care of that failure. Take care of that past. It's time to talk in your ear. (laughs) Brother Moore, I can't get away from this. I can't get away from this. I felt it today when I was studying and praying. This wasn't a part of this, but I felt this. In 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 18, David, by this point, he's become the king's son-in-law. And he knows that Saul is jealous and he's out to get him. And he says, Jonathan, I'm not going to go to the feast because I want to see how he responds and how he acts when I'm not there. And we'll be able to tell if he has determined evil toward me. And I wasn't, I wasn't even looking for this. But I was trying to read and trying to study to get more about what I just told you about. But it stuck out to me. When Jonathan said, when you're not there, you're going to be missed because your seat will be empty. And I want to tell somebody tonight under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you feel so much anxiety, you feel depression, you feel fear. You're worried if God is even for you anymore. And you're wondering if it's even worth it to keep pressing on. And I want to tell somebody under the anointing of the Holy Ghost tonight. If you walk out of these doors, you will be missed. Because there will be an empty seat that you have left vacant. Would you lift your voice with me all across the house of the Lord tonight? I want to tell somebody you are important to what God is doing. You are important to the work that God's doing. 
You are important to revival. Oh, you might not feel like you're anointed right now, but I want you to remember when you felt the anointing of the Holy Ghost come upon you. You might feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling right now, but I want you to remember. Maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you're backslidden in your heart. I'm just going to preach it like I feel it. Maybe you're long checked out in your mind. Your level of dedication hasn't been what it needs to be. You have left an empty spot that only you can fill. you got to make up your mind tonight. I remember I've come too far to give up now. I've prayed too many prayers to give up now. Yes, yes. 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 Come on. You've already killed too many giants. You've already killed too many bears. Come on, this new trial. This new mountain's not too big for you and God. It's not too much. You're an overcomer. You're an overcomer. You're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Reach back in your basket. Reach back in your basket. I remember what it felt like when I lifted my hands and the glory fell. Satan says, I'm going to distract you with all the chaos. I'm going to distract you with all the noise. I'm going to convince you that God's through with you. But God told me to tell you tonight, reach back and remember. Reach back and remember. God's not forgotten you. He's still a God that heals. He's still a God that sets free. He's still a God that delivers. He's still pouring out the Holy Ghost upon our flesh. Come on. Come on. Come on, if you need the Holy Ghost tonight, would you cry out? He's the Savior. He's the Deliverer. He's the Waymaker. Come on, there's a place for you at the king's table. There's a seat for you at the king's table. It's faking without you. It's faking without you. Come on, it's an empty place without you. Come on. Come on, if you've checked out, check back in. If you've checked out, check back in. If you've become slack, would you tighten it up a little bit and say, God, I'm here. I'm right here.
above all the lies. I know you can make a way. I have seen giants fall, and I have seen mountains move. Oh, I have seen waters part because of you. And I remember.
What a beautiful thing to be able to remember you reach back into that basket where every time the Lord showed up and every time the Lord moved you're able to reach out to the Israelites they actually took stones and shoved them under the tree another place he had to take them out of a river and set them up on as a memorial to remember to remember to remember. Huh. Brother Rouse, what a beautiful job you've done tonight. You, you preached the word. You was on target. Thank you. Praise God. Let's give this good man and his family a good hand tonight. Speaking and ministering the word of God unto us in this house. Into our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. God's working. And you know what? I think we're big enough to let him do it his way. I think this church believes in him. God will work. God's in the business to work. We're going to let him work. In his time, his season, and his ways. For his glory. Because it's really not about us anyway. It's about him. It's about him. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate the response in this house. Again, let's rejoice. Amen. With Brother Heath and Sister Judy. Mighty hand of the Lord, it's moved there for them. Also, Sister Lynn, God bless her. Hallelujah. My, my, God's working. And the lives that's been touched here tonight, don't you let the enemy take what he's blessed you with here tonight. I told several of these, I said, make up your mind. I'm not going to let the lion eat me up. I'm not going to let the bear eat me up. And I'm sure not going to let Goliath trample me under. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just not going to do it. God's, God's in the business. We love him tonight. Appreciate him. And we thank you. Sunday morning, let's be back here. Amen. Expect a great move of God, a great move of the Holy Ghost and the presence of the Lord just to have its way among us. Invite somebody. Excited about it. Tell people the goodness of God. It's important for us to go out in the highways and the byways and carry ourselves with a joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm glad you addressed that a little bit tonight. Son, we got a hope in us. Hallelujah. We got a joy in us. <laughs> We're not going to let this depression get a hold of us. Hopelessness get a hold of us. Oh, no. God's going to see us through. God's going to see us through. Amen. Amen. Love you. Appreciate you. I'm just going to let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you tonight.